Holly G with the Golf Insiders live from the Players Championship in Ponta Vedra Beach, Florida, and I am with the King, the Godfather of the Media Center at the Players Championship because he has covered more Players Championships than perhaps anyone in that room. It's a pleasure to have Gary Smith from the Florida Times Union on the show. Well, thanks for having me, as always. So this is what number? Uh, as a full-time golf writer at the Times Union, number 28, and I've covered 36 with three newspapers. So and I, I, my first one was last at the Sawgrass Country Club, Raymond Floyd, Curtis Strange, and the immortal Barry Jekyll in a playoff. And then the next one, obviously, Jerry Pate winning in the first one at the uh, stadium course here. What type of media center existed then, Gary? Were you ever here with the old clubhouse? The old clubhouse looked more like a uh, uh, a uh, uh, an industrial park, or no, a office park, office insurance office. And we were in the area where they stored the carts. We were in the cart barn underneath the building, and they cleared the carts out. And it was uh, no matter how nice and sunny it might have been, it was always damp and chilly in there. And uh, that's but that's what we had. And then in 1995, they built a media center that we're accustomed to right now and that we're retreated uh, uh, very, very nice by the uh, PJ Tour. It's just one of the things that they do to try to make this a, a great event and everything. It's, 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 you gotta, you gotta suck up to us, don't you? The Rolex chocolates were quite nice. Yeah, yeah, they, they, people, they started passing out of people saw Rolex and they said, okay. We're getting a watch. Yeah, yeah. But then you hold the box, it was a little bit too light to be a watch. Let's start off with the State of the Union, which Jay Monahan, the commissioner, always delivers on Tuesday. Uh, just some of your takeaways. Jay laid out this new 2024 season, and uh, as they are now calling it, the product, a.k.a. the PGA Tour, and what it's going to look like moving well, forward. Well, it, it's, it's a product. It's a business. They've got to market it and, and be successful like anything else. But... It's going to be a little bit different. There are going to be... They've got to taste these designated events, and that's the official term for them. The players, the four majors, the three FedEx Cup tournaments, and then what they call the legacy events. Everything's got a name now. Legacy events are Jack Arnold and Tiger's tournaments. Tiger in L.A., everybody knows where Jack and Arnold's tournament is. And, uh, and next year, Pebble Beach will join that distinction. Eight of those tournaments will have no cut now and limited field between 75 and 80 players. And uh, the Players' Championship and the Majors, obviously, will still have cuts. And the FedEx Cup tournaments will have cuts leading up to the Tour Championship. Uh, in the past, there have been six, as many as six tournaments that had no cuts. So this is not exactly new or radical. At one point, the, the World Golf Championships peaked at four before they lost the one in China. And then you had the Tournament of Champions and the Tour Championship, which were no cut. So this is, you know, nothing new, nor is it copying Live Golf, which a lot of people are trying to say. Uh, the purses, obviously, are going to be really good. Uh, this year, the designated events, uh, purses are at least $20 million. The Players' Championship tops them all with $25 million. Whoever wins on Sunday is going to get $4.5 million, which is what the total purse was maybe 15, 16 years ago. Um, but I guess that's inflation for you. The uh, but there's going to be 
even though there are no cut tournaments, and this is what Rory cautioned everybody, you got to stop thinking of this in terms of guys are going to get a free ride to play on the weekend when ordinarily they would have missed a cut. And uh, you got to think about what it's going to take to get you into these tournaments. What it's going to take is going to start out with the top 50 in a FedEx Cup points list from this year. You're in starting with the next season. Then the top 10, next 10 best players on the fall FedEx Cup points list. Then anybody in the top 30 in the world who hasn't already made it. Then anybody who's won the previous year. Okay, so his point is it's going to be really hard to get in these events so there shouldn't be too much consternation about having a cut. Okay. And not having a cut means that sponsors, both the players' individual sponsors, as Jay Monahan pointed out, and the PGA Tours television partners can still see their logos on the hats and the shirts of the best players, and that if you're watching, you turn on the early coverage on Golf Channel on Sunday, you know, it comes on about 1 o'clock, and you can still see maybe 15 or 20 minutes of John Rahm on his way to a 78. This, again, is nothing new, and, and, and the question is, well, why would we want to watch stores, tour stars shoot a 78? Well, Tiger drew big galleries no matter what he shot. Jack and Arnold, in their last years at Augusta National, people would watch on TV and at home as they finished up on the way to an 82. John Daly draws a really big gallery no matter where he plays, no matter what he shoots. So... Now, you've got to be in that category, and there may be only a handful of guys on the tour like that are like that. Rory, John Rahm, and a father, maybe it took a parent to point this out to me. A friend of mine said, you know what, if I, if Rory McIlroy, John Rahm, and Patrick Cantlay are in the final group of the players, and I come out at 4 o'clock, it's a madhouse, or any tournament. It's a madhouse, and it's really hard for a six-year-old kid to see. But if his favorite player is Rory McIlroy, and we see the next day that Rory is in the first group because he hasn't played very well, but he's still playing. Kid can go out there, and he can follow Rory McIlroy around, and there won't be a whole lot of crowds knocking him around. It'll be it'll be a great experience. So, you know, there are positives to this. Is it kind of different from the competitive structure we're used to? Yeah, yeah. But let's not forget, Tiger Woods has a PGA Tour record for the 143 consecutive cuts. 31 of those were in no-cut events. So... Let's, let's, let's not get too overboard in the notion that this is somehow not keep within the competitive spirit of golf. Speaking of Tiger Woods, you got some breaking news. Has something to do with why you think Tiger is not here at the players? Well, anybody who's you know on social media a lot would have seen this by now. Uh, TMZ reported this uh, earlier today that uh, TMZ. Tiger, TMZ. But it's That's been how com- big golf has gotten. Exactly. But it's been confirmed by uh, more uh, mainstream, reputable websites. And the Palm Beach Post was the first to really have documentation on this. But uh, Tiger's, Tiger lives. Tiger's longtime girlfriend, Erica Herman, uh, apparently when they started dating a few years ago, Tiger had her sign a non-disclosure agreement. I guess, you know, not you can't tell anybody where the wall safe is in a house or something like that. Or she can't, after they break up, she can't sell her story to, you know, uh, tabloid media. She has gone to court in Martin County, which is their county residence, seeking to have the NDA dissolved under a Florida law that allows for this in matters where one of the parties feels like they are being sexually harassed 
or threatened in other in in, in any other manner. And uh, this is going to be, it's, as usual, anything involving Tiger, this is going to be huge. Uh, it's not exactly, you know, getting chased out of the house with a nine iron by the first wife and running into the fire hydrant. But I thought it was a two iron. It's just you kind of feel for him, and you wonder, you know, when Tiger let the 5 p.m. deadline last Friday pass without entering the Players Championship, a tournament that some people thought he might use as a Masters tune-up. Uh, he was eligible. He let the deadline go. He didn't announce he wasn't playing, but you wonder, did he know something like this was going to come down, and did he want to avoid the natural media questions? And I can only imagine what would happen when this broke late this morning that started making the rounds on, on, on uh, social media. If Tiger was out there playing a practice round, what might be the scene right now when he's when he's coming in? So, uh, I guess everybody needs to stay tuned, and uh, I, it's kind of disappointing in my way because I had always heard that Erica Herman was very very good for him, and that it was a normal relationship. You know, she's not a Swedish model; she's not an adult film actress. You she know, was the manager of his she, restaurant. The manager of his restaurant. She's the girl next door. You know, she. You know, she's not. She's very cute, but not the type that we're normally associated. Not a with Lindsay celebrities. Hall. Yeah, exactly. With a celebrity type. Yeah. So uh, whatever's happened, you know. But one more chapter in the fact that the the, the guy is never going to have a normal life, and some of it's self inflicted. So. Uh, Looks like we're going to have great weather over the next four days. Mm-hmm. Uh, unlike last year. Unlike last year. However, I heard someone say the wind is going to change direction every day. Yeah. Would it's you gonna say be... that's one of the, you know, hidden challenges of yes. TPC Sawgrass? Yes. Typical to March, uh, we're going to get a couple days out of the north and northeast and a couple days out of south and southeast, which is the wind they had uh, when they had this in May. Uh, I think... The, uh, the south and southeast wind is going to be Thursday or Friday when it's going to warm up a little bit. It's going to change from what it is today. And then on the weekend, it's going to be typical uh, wind uh, that Pete and I had in mind when he built this golf course. He built this course for 17 and 18 to be affected by a north and northeast March wind. So uh, that is uh, going to play. It's going to get a little cooler on the weekend. It's going to play some havoc with the shots, but that's exactly what this place was designed for and exactly what people want to see see the guys struggle a little bit now today is going to be the windiest day i think of the of the week and uh i saw some shots on 17 earlier now some of the caddies were hitting those shots because today is caddy competition day if you can picture the tee at 17 uh there was even uh, a report of one caddy hooking it over across the water and went halfway up the spectator bank which is got That's to be, up a hill. You've got to applaud that <laughs> shot because that is like the most that that is the biggest hook I've ever heard of in my life on that hole. That was that was tremendous. So yeah, spectators gonna, beware. I I, th- I think the guys are going to shoot some good scores Thursday and Friday, and I think it's going to get a little bit tougher on on Saturday and Sunday. Great, that's what it's supposed to be. Well, we know you know seventeen has all that drama. It, it, I think it was Patrick Cantley just a few minutes ago in the press center that said it's almost a made-for-TV event, the mm-hmm. way you come down 16, 17, the Island Green, and then, of course, 18 with just that 
that tee shot that messes with so many of the yep. players' minds because you have the water down the left and you've got the trees on the right. And I don't know how many of the tournaments have been decided on 17 versus 18. But the other thing that's so remarkable and unpredictable about this tournament, Gary, is the wide range of winners that we've had in from terms of style of play, right? Not only style of play, but um, okay, let's just run through a few that you're gonna say, what? Tim Clark, Stephen Ames, Fred Funk, Craig Perks, hello, Steve Elkinton, Jody Mudd, and of course, you know, Siwoo Kim when he was, what, 21, and nobody knew who the heck he was. And then you've got the champions that you would expect, Rory, JT, Phil, Jason Day, Ricky Fowler, Tiger, of course, Davis Love III, and uh, okay, he's not here to defend, but Cameron Smith, having that unbelievable uh, win last year and interestingly he was dead last in fairways hit Cameron Smith last yes, he year was. yes he was you know but Cameron Smith has just a magic wedge game and he was able to get some of those shots out of there and he hit it far enough down there that, that he could get to you know the old you get to the green and then he was just lights out putting last year uh, and uh what is what, it about this what, course? Well, it's, the problem is the bombers have to put the driver in a bag on just a few holes. They can they can hit they don't even hit driver on some of the par fives. On two and sixteen, a lot of guys will hit three wood. They can still get to the green in two, but there's some dangerous fairways. You know, two requires uh, a, a draw off the tee and a cut into the green. You know, uh, one is requires a cut off the tee and a draw into the green. There's there's holes where you have to to play it both ways. Uh, now, Colin Marcow insisted he did not have to flight his ball, that he could hit a straight shot. And I suppose you can do that because Fred Funk, Calvin Pete, uh, you know, uh, Tim Clark, guys who hit it straight as an arrow. Uh, and not but, long. But you've, Yeah, but you've got guys like Fred Funk and Tim Clark especially. And uh, Tom Kite wasn't, wasn't the longest guy in the world. Calvin Pete wasn't. But they kept the ball in play, and that's the important thing. And it's also, uh, as uh, another player put it, it's a, it's, it's a mental game as much as – Mark McCumber told me this. It's a mental game as much as it is a physical game. You've got to hold your emotions in check, and you've got to accept the fact that you're going to hit good shots that are going to have bad results. And you kind of got to let – you kind of got to forget it, go to the ball, find the ball. Maybe it's in a hazard. And maybe you have to swallow a bogey or a double bogey and everything, but you can't let that carry over to the next hole. Pete Dye wants you to be visually intimidated out here. And I'm going to give people the best example. If you're watching this on TV, if you ever played it, and they show you a shot from behind the 15th tee, there's overhanging trees. There is trees to the left that you can still hit into and punch out. There's a hazard all the way down the right that you will not be able to find your ball on there. And you have to, you can hit a cut off the tee and pretty straight shot it, but then the bunker complex around the green, it can be intimidating. Nasty. And uh, sometimes guys get a little bit too impatient wanting to get to 16 and make that birdie eagle to set themselves up for maybe uh, 17 and 18 and 15 becomes a little bit of an afterthought. That's the other thing that Pete does. He wants you to see a shot and assume, okay, uh, I'll be fine. Or a hole, okay, uh, I just, I, all I got to do is make a par here and move on. Three is another great example of that. Okay? 
just play that thing for par and, and you'll be fine. But don't ever assume. Don't assume that you're going to make par. Okay? Same on number eight. Yes. That green no. is tiny and you don't see this on TV, but it that slope on that thing. And it's a long tee shot. Now, gonna, and eight is going to be part of an interesting dichotomy uh, uh, here this week because they built a new tee on nine. And nine, have, the rules officials have the capability to stretch that to 600 yards. There were uh, two or three 600-yard holes in major championship golf last year. And uh, they're not going to do it every day, but they can. And nine was a tough tee shot anyway. Uh, and there's they built a new spectator area over there. Uh, between you got views of eight green and the nine tee, and I think that's going to be – I think that before the contenders get to – 16, 17, 18, I think a big part of the tournament might get decided on 8 and 9 this year just because of that. And if they're getting frisky on the last round and put that tee back there on 9, that's going to be fun to watch. It I, really is. I, now, it's a legitimate three-shot par 5 now, okay? I'm not sure a lot of these guys are either – because it's a small green, you can run it up. But the kind of club you have to hit on your second shot with that is – it's not going to hold the green. It's not going to stay down there. You know, it, it, it's, it's very difficult. And then you got that bunker all the way around nine. So, uh, uh, I, I, I kind of like that. And I think, I think pay close attention to what happens on eight and nine this week. We have had such exciting tournaments leading up to the players, including last week, first time winner in Puerto Rico, Nico and Terrera and Kurt Kitayama at, uh, Arnold Palmer Invitational, and Kurt triple bogey on number nine, and he ends up winning the tournament. It's a, I, I like to know if anybody's hit an OB on Sunday and won at Bay Hill. That's that that was just an incredible comeback, and, and and you know what? He didn't. All he did was make a bunch of pars. He goes to ten. He pars ten through sixteen. Then he makes a, a putt for birdie on seventeen, and then and then a nice two putt obviously on on eighteen. And Scotty guys, said he he looked at the leaderboard. He didn't even know he was still in it because yeah. he, you know, had a few guys bad made holes. runs and then they fell back. You know, Rory made a great run and then he bogeyed fourteen and fifteen and missed uh, about a twelve footer and eighteen and had a chance to get in there. The Florida swing was a little bit of a shock to the guy's senses, but sometimes it is. Uh, a lot of low scores out west. Uh, hey, John Rom shooting twenty five under to win the old Bob Hope everything, but uh, fourteen under got you into a playoff at the Honda Classic. And then nine under one at Bay Hill. And, you know, Pat, uh, Scotty Scheffler had uh, a really good line today and everything. Where he said, did, did he say something to the effect of Bay Hill is a lot of work? Yeah. And, it and, is hard and work. Jordan said yesterday it's, it's uh, one of the most stressful courses they play. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and that's, that's like the a, Masters champion exactly, saying that. Exactly. And, and Arnold wanted that that way. And, you know, Sam Saunders is kind of the guy who's dictating how tough that's going to be now and, and for, his, for his granddad. And, you know, I kind of like that. I, I don't think it prepares you for this tournament as much because the courses are so different. But I think having a tough test against a really good field helps you get into a certain mentality out here. Uh, I did this research. There have been 20 occasions. This will be the 20th time that the players has followed Bay Hill the next week. Sometimes they're separated. Near the, right. Uh, and there's only been two guys who won Bay Hill and the players back-to-back. I'll, you can certainly guess one of them, can't you? Tiger. Eldrick T. Woods, yes, in 2001. Tom Kite did it in 1989. Tom Kite. And since Tiger 
did it in 2001. There's only been one top ten, and that was Bryson DeChambeau two years ago, who, who won Bay Hill and got a top ten of the players. So we've got some interesting groups. Uh, tomorrow, the highlight group will be Rory, Scotty, and John Rahm, mm-hmm. who are playing check. Do, do you see this continuing through the rest of the year, and especially with these designated events? Are we also going to see the the level of play rise and uh, yeah, you're, it, and it, that being noted in the world rankings? Sure, shifting. and then the majors are going to come up and everything. And you know, and I think one name you got to keep throwing in there is Max Homa. Because for a few of it, for about a month on the West Coast swing, it was Rom versus Homa, and they were they were trading body blows, uh, and then you know just just when you are locked in on that, maybe Colomar Cowan and Andrew Schauff will come up there, okay, and then maybe Patrick Cantley reminds everybody that he won the FedEx Cup a couple of years ago. And he's really hungry to get that first major championship. And, oh, by the way, JT, in a way, is defending champion. Yes, exactly. You know, Cam Smith was just getting on people's radars last year. Then he wins uh, the Open Championship uh, against Rory. Really was starting to rise as a, you know, top, top global player. Then makes the move to live, I think, uh, certainly disappointing to a lot of people. What's your feeling on that? You know, given that he had so much opportunity unfolding as a as a champion player. I will say this. He's the guy, if you pull PGA Tour players, he's the guy that they're most disappointed. The guys who stayed loyal to the PGA Tour, they're the most disappointed that he went. And, I mean, how many people do you think are, you know, he's let's, probably fallen off the radar yeah. now, most fans. Let's, let's, let, let's be honest. A lot of the guys who went to live were in that malcontent category. It just never seemed they were happy with anything. Patrick Reed, Bryson DeChambeau, Sergio Garcia, uh, uh, Brooks Kepka, yeah, Jason Kokrak, uh, it was, it was, and, and some nice guys went over there. Abraham Answer, uh, Joaquin Neiman. Uh, I, I think what made it easy for Cameron is when he won the British Open, he had his major, and uh, he, you know, I, I, I don't get why a Charles Howe or a Joaquin Neiman or an Abraham Answer would have gone there because at the time you didn't know if you were going to get into majors. Well, now they're going to get in some, but they still don't have world golf ranking points for Lib. So who knows how long that's going to, you know, a couple of those guys who were in the top 20 or so have already dropped out. I mean, Dustin Johnson's 58. Now, Dustin Johnson's always going to be in the Masters, and he's got uh, uh, another five years in the U.S. Open. And, uh, uh, you know, so he'll he'll get his at-bats there. Uh, but Cameron Smith is in the British Open for life now. And he's in the other majors for five years, so maybe he thinks he can keep that going. So, we've said it's unpredictable. And so when I say throw a dart, I really mean it. I don't think we've ever been right, have we? I don't think so. <laughs> Smiley Coffin, who's doing a great job for NBC, by the way, uh, called a Patrick Cantlay, and he said that Cantlay has every skill set you need for this. I think you got a couple other guys to consider, Colin Moore, Cowan, and Xander Schauffel. And Cantley, they have this controlled type of game that you think would be a perfect fit here. They haven't always played well here. Okay, uh, I am going to tell you right now. I think Rory's going to win this thing. I think he had a good week last week at Bay Hill, and it's kind of funny to listen to Rory talk about. Well, last week it was, I'm disappointed with the final result, but it was a positive sign in the right direction. And I'll say, wait a second, dude, you won the FedEx Cup last year. You won a PJ Tour fall event. You won in Dubai. You won a DP World Tour event with a great field. Okay. 
and you know, and you're somehow you're struggling. I'm not buying it, and I think I think Rory is going to be the guy winning this thing at, on Sunday. Well, I can't wait for his bestseller to come out on how to effectively multitask because you know the just the weight that's been on his shoulders and the time that he's had to invest you know from being on the player council to then becoming part of the board Mm -hmm. and we learned that uh, he spent seven hours in a meeting Tuesday night Mm -hmm. before the Arnold Palmer tournament started you know and he's got two young kids now Mm -hmm. I mean and it just seems to ratchet up his golf yeah Gary I He's won 23 times in a PGA Tour. Some people were surprised when they hear he's won that many. I think, he, you know, he, he he hasn't done them in batches of, you know, six or seven in a year. Uh, and he hasn't won a major since 2014. That's what a lot of people can't get through. But I think... And, of course, there was the infamous Masters meltdown. Yes. It's a shame that that's the last one he needs to get the career Grand Slam uh, because... You know, I think that last there one was some always ghosts. Probably, I think that last one was always going to be the hardest one to win, and uh, uh, you know maybe if he'd have gotten that out of the way first on that one, he had a great chance. But then that that hook off a of ten killed him, didn't it? Yeah. So who's your pick for Rory the Players McElroy. Championship? Roy McIlroy. All right, I love it. I want to pick Jordan. Jordan Spieth. I want to pick Jordan. Who hasn't played well here since he was a rookie? He hasn't. But wow, wouldn't that be great? Getting ready for Augusta. Jordan Smith almost won on the on the stadium course when he was a junior. <laughs> That's 20, going back. 2011 Junior Players Championship. He's tied with Emiliano Grillo for first. There's one group to play. A young man named Michael Johnson had a two-shot lead, and he pulled a Cameron Smith. He had a second shot in the water, except he had a 25-footer for bogey, and he made it to beat Jordan Spieth and Emiliano Grillo by one shot. Otherwise, they were going to go to 17 for a playoff. And uh, uh, so, you know, Jordan's uh, Jordan's almost made it on this course. I'll tell you another one that's, you know, probably flying under the radar a little. Uh, it, maybe JT's got a, got a repeat Thomas. here. Yeah. Yeah, he loves the course. He said he likes it better in May. Then he said, ah, but well, March is okay too. Uh, you know, Justin Thomas could, could win anywhere, anytime. He's got that kind of overall game. And, uh, uh, you know, you, you're never going to be surprised when uh, he wins. And uh, I, I think Justin Thomas got a, has got a Masters in him at some point. Uh, but Yeah, know, it just he, seems to have that kind of game. Yeah, uh, and he just hits it so far for somebody so small. The guy's 155 soaking wet and still just – absolutely crushes it. I mean, you look at Scheffler, a big boy. You look at Rom, big boys, and you and you get that. And then this little wiry little guy, Justin Thomas, just absolutely crushes it and, and is out there with him. You know, Tiger is muscular. Rory's got some pipes. Okay, but uh, it, it's, it, but it, it all goes to show you that it's all, it's ball speed, and it's it's getting the right equipment and uh, and technique, and, uh, and don't That's forget. That's what makes you, this game so unique. Yep. Mm-hmm. All shapes and sizes and talents, including the media. (laughs) You got that right. Let's go have some ice cream. Okay. Like we needed.